No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. It's a beautiful day in Atlanta, made even more beautiful by the fact that JD has officially returned to the US of A. He's back! And I bet you can't wait to take full advantage of the variety of events the GameTime app offers. For example, you could hit the Hawks game tonight, but I know you better than that. And after being away from your lovely wife, Rachel, for the last couple of months, perhaps you'd prefer a more romantic evening at the hit musical Hello, Dolly. Or better still, if you're looking for a little more action, you could catch the Chippendales live at Buckhead Theatre early next year. Nice. Either way, the GameTime app is simple, quick and easy to navigate. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. I'm having a little bit of the bubbly this morning. LaCroix pure. <laughs> we got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, hey, yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm. And sitting right here in our office, officially back from Canada with that work visa in hand, making the magic happen. There he is, JD. Hello. Oh, my goodness. Wow. He's back. Feels oh good to my. be in the same room. This is unbelievable. It's crazy. It's the yeah, energy I'll is crack Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, <laughs> it's yeah, not yeah. the static, it's the energy. Yeah. <laughs> just just don't be too loud. You're right. Yeah. We're, we've already got a couple warnings. Uh, this is great. Everything was no problem getting back into the country? No problem. No oh. problem at all. And in fact, we just missed a crazy ice storm. It was great. It was great. Perfect. Got here. It was a beautiful fall day yesterday, walking around in my shorts, a la Lee Ellis. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> Voltron officially back together, the five of us in the same room. You yeah, can it's feel awesome it. to be recording this podcast with all of our fists right in the middle of the yes. table, united for <laughs> yeah. the entire hour and a half. Guys, follow us on social media, both Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. Got a little treat up there for you right now. Tass's Pick'em Payoff is live. He paid it off for losing the month of November. I'm not going to say anymore. Mm. Go check it out. You can check it on Twitter or Instagram at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email us your questions, guys, and NBA questions or not. Comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. We'll be stepping on the beach, as we always do, once a week, a little bit later in the week. But get those questions in right now. Best chance to get into that show is to get them in here on Monday or Tuesday. All right. Monday staple winners and losers of the NBA weekend. I also have a fun top five for you guys. A smelly top five a little bit later. (laughs) Ah, Stinky Pete. Yes. Uh, But let's start. Let's start as we always do with the winners of the NBA weekend. And we haven't had a haven't had really a daily show, of course, since since Wednesday. So you can elongate it. You can make it a long weekend if you want to with the Thanksgiving down here in the States. But Taz, why don't you get us started? Who are you going with? Let's start with James Harden because we're getting pretty close to history, it feels like. He popped 60 on Saturday in less than three quarters of play, only 31 minutes. And I say we're getting closer to history because in the NBA circles the last couple months, the talk was, what if James Harden has an efficient game? Is he going to pass Kobe's 81? Right. Is there a chance he gets to Wilt's 100? Well, he could have easily passed Kobe's 81 if he was in a close game, but they were up 50 points essentially in the third quarter. 
Uh, so Mike D'Antoni sat him down for the fourth quarter. So he didn't get close to it, but he finally had an efficient game. James Harden has been shooting low percentages for a guy who's ne- scoring nearly 40 a game, but he had a monster game of 16 of 24, 8 of 14 from three-point land. He hit 20 free throws, very James Harden-like. And he sat down for the fourth quarter, like he should have. Yeah. And he looked up at the scoreboard, <laughs> and the scoreboard told him that he was only one away from tying his career high of 61, and he got angry. He got pissed. Now, a lot of people look at that and they say, well, that's James Harden. That's why he's never going to win. All he cares about is numbers. All he cares about is his digits. I thought it was strange that he got that pissed. I mean, you are set for the rest of your life, man. Do you really care if you score two more points? You've got a max extension coming up. Is that Should it, should it matter to him? Why shouldn't it matter to him? Why shouldn't why he want to score more points? Why should he be so mad about scoring <laughs> 60 62 is more. I guess, I guess that's the answer. You always want to set a career high. He wants to get to 100. He probably would have wanted to play the fourth quarter and try to score 40 points. Yeah, he did. But, he, was, uh, he, was, he was angry. Mike D'Antoni took him out, I'm sure. Yeah. But look at it from the other side. They were up about 40 to 50 points for the last six minutes of that third quarter. He could have been taken out way earlier. And people... Maybe that's what he's mad about, was that they were up by so many and he wasn't just completely gunning. He's like, I would have shot one or three more times if I would have known I was too off. (laughs) Hadn't had a chance to look, I guess, once he sat down, finally let himself compose, got all upset. But, you know, um, an easy plus 50 Mm. on the night for James Harden. That's crazy to see in a box score, plus 50. And this is is good for James eventually, uh, I believe it could happen, beating Kobe's 81 in a game. Because Kobe Bryant did something similar before he went on to score 81 versus the Raptors in one game. He did the 62 points in three quarters versus the Mavs in 2005. That was December 2005. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, but then in 2006 is when he went nuts uh, in, in January against the Raps. So this is this is setting up the perfect. Precursor. This is exactly what Kobe did. This is what Harden's doing now, 60-3. and three. And then, here we go. You're going to get a close game, and you're going to get a chance. I think he is going to get a very, very good chance to hit, you know, in the 70s and the 80s and maybe beat the 81. Considering how much time he spent on the court in the third quarter, they may as well just go for it in the fourth. The game's home. Harden wants it. He would love to have that record. He only needed 22 points, which sounds like a lot for a quarter, but oh, he would have nothing. gotten that in probably yeah. five minutes. Why not just go for it? <laughs> I, I mean, mean because... The counter, the... the counter is, okay, he breaks his ankle or something, and okay. you're like, wow, we look but dumb. But the thing is, he, if you if you want to if you want to look at him sort of you know, disrespecting his opponent by even being out there when they're up 35 with eight minutes to go. Right. If you're going to do, do that, why not just say, you know what, we're just going to go for it right. tonight. It's where do you draw the line. You're, you're but right. But that's the thing. How, how much do you have to be up? How late does it have to be in the game for you to sort of say, okay, we're killing you? I think I think we'll if you're up down. 35 on, you know, one of the worst defenses in the league, then if, if, you, if you don't feel morally obliged to sit your star down then, <laughs> why not just go for it? See if you can score 180 points for your team and get your player to score 82 at least yeah. and potentially even 100. Because I, I, love I, it. I, I don't, like, I honestly, when I was following that game online, yeah. I was like, may as well just go for it, man. Why not? Who cares? Because you're not going to get any worse slander than you're going to get. Because he was getting slandered. People were saying like, ah, oh, he's going for it. You know, like he yeah, shouldn't be out there. Because that happens mm-hmm. with James Harden. But it's like, well, you're that close. That's only for you maybe four or five minutes more of uh, playing time. Go for it because that that's crazy how he was doing it so efficiently and so easily. And um, Do you think he'll he'll have another game this season where he scores over 60? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Why wouldn't he? I mean, you know, there's a lot of bad defenses out there. Um, <laughs> he loves to shoot. He loves to go out there. He gets the free throw line. So, yes, I think he'll probably score 60 more than once again. Yeah. Question about when he looked at the scoreboard. Do you think he was puzzled as to... 
his career high number when mm. he saw it? Uh. Did he not know that he had 61 and he was only one short or that he was at 60 for the night and that he was one short of his career? Oh, high? I thought his career high was 62. Is it 61? Yeah, it's 61. Oh, yeah. I thought it was 62. Okay. Uh, ooh, wow. Mm. Yeah, I did. Mm. I have a he must he, he knows, knows his of course he does think so of course he sure. does so maybe he so, didn't realize he was at sixty and he's yeah. like, oh, oh man that's my guess one more. That's players one more pump fake players know their stats within a game almost like it precisely so you definitely know your career high it's, you don't go oh sixty you wonder what my career high was oh sixty two oh, yeah interesting I could have got it tonight <laughs> people know guys, guys they love pouring through a box score we know guys stat stuff all the time so yeah. he knew exactly that. But I, I, again, I think like he got so close to it, and it's like we're up by this many. Just give me another five minutes, at least I'll get seventy. Right. You know, break, break uh, Devin, or at least equal or break Devin Booker's record. And I know we're uh, talking about this era possibly being a little inflated in terms of numbers. Sure. But I think when you get this high, nobody cares and should care. This is historical stuff, and to put a, a into a little bit of perspective. His fourth career 60-point game tied him with Michael Jordan for third most in NBA history. Only Kobe and Wilt have had more 60-point games in their history. And Harden is the only active player who scored 60 points more than once. I will say it was weird to see, and there are there are Harden haters, there is no doubt. Um, but it was weird to see like the backlash of him going for 60 and three quarters, but then people going, yeah, put 20 to 23 at the free throw line. <laughs> What a, lo- what a loser! What and you're a like, loser! <laughs> well, you're like, hold on, okay. Did you know when Kobe, you know, went for 81, how many free throws he took? You know when Wilt went for his 100, how many free throws he took? Even Devin Booker in his 70 plus game point game there, 70 point game. I mean, yeah, it takes a lot of free throws to get up yeah. when we're talking to 60, 70, 80 plus That's points. A lot of points. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna do it just shooting twos. You'd have to make 50 twos. To get to 100 yeah. points. But, I mean, he only made eight threes. That's not a lot of threes no. for even in three quarters. You know, he could have a game where he hits 13 threes uh, easily. 100%. Hits another 20 free throws. And then just his scoring as well. That's putting you close to 70, 80. It would be exciting to see. Also, eight assists for James Harden because the Hawks were just trying literally anything. They were doubling him before he got to half court. And he kind of just, <laughs> Harden just stops like, okay, dishes to a wide open guy. And it's just a four on three for the Rockets. That was... That was super ugly for yeah. the Hawks. Twenty-four that, field goal attempts. That's that's awesome. Yeah, you know, it was a very was very efficient Harden game, and he's averaging thirty-eight point nine points per game right now, as we have just entered into December. Thirty-eight point nine, and he is just you know not even top three on most people's MVP list. This is where we are right now with this season. Uh, it's a it's actually quite fun. All right, so Harden getting some uh, much deserved love there for the sixty over the weekend. Who do you have, Trey, for a winner? The Miami Heat are a winner. Okay. They got a win on Friday against the Warriors. Okay, no big deal. Mm-hmm. The Warriors only beat the Bulls. Then they also got a win on Sunday against the Brooklyn Nets. Looked really good. That was a fun game to watch. They yeah. ended the game on a 10-0 run. They were down by 7 with like a minute 45 left. The Nets kind of fell apart, but it was also a little bit of the Heat turned up the defense, and then Jimmy Butler brought him home. He had a big three, had a couple of nice drives. He got foul calls on, and then he got a gift of a foul call and a pump fake on Spencer Dinwiddie. But if you go to the line two other times right before that, the ref is going to be a little bit more likely to give you the benefit of the doubt. So uh, Butler was great. The team looks awesome. They're top five in defense. They look great in the blue vice waves unis on Friday. Just a good weekend for the Heat. And it's exciting now because – they're undefeated at home. They're also undefeated against teams that are under 500. We've talked a lot about how they haven't played a great schedule yet. They've had one of the easier schedules yeah. in the league, no doubt about it. But it gets tougher this week. They're playing at 
Toronto on Tuesday, at Boston on Wednesday. Those are two yep. of the teams they're going to be battling with for yep. you know a top four seed in the Eastern Conference. They also got Dion Waiters coming mm. back. Do is they? that good? <laughs> is that good? They're talking a lot about Dion Waiters. Yeah. He issued his apology. Eric Spolster said he's been uh, practicing with the team, and they just want to move on. Whatever happened in their sanctuary stays in their sanctuary. Yeah. The weed gummies are staying there. So will we actually see Dion Waiters ever play on the court? I don't know. The Heat are playing a ton of guys. They're playing anybody who can shoot. They're playing anybody who can get to the rim. They're playing bigs who are out at the free throw line extended. It's a fun team to watch, and Jimmy Butler has been exactly what they need. Just somebody to take the shots at the end of the game. Dragic has been great. Shout out to the Heat. Impressive so yeah, that's far. A, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm glad you said Dragic, like, playing great off the bench. I mean, he is their second unit leading that. Um, yeah, where, if Dion is coming back and playing, I can't see, I just don't see the minutes right now. I don't know where you go, okay, okay, uh, you know, Goran, you're getting a lot of minutes off the bench. Just same with Justice Winslow, obviously Tyler Hero. Like these are these are all guards. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, Winslow a guard forward, but like, okay, where are we putting waiters? How many minutes? We if you want to trade him, you kind of want to. Yeah, show I get that. He's in shape and he's still got something to offer, but but you also they're playing. You know, you're fourteen and yeah, five, exactly. and yeah, okay, you're you're sort of the Lakers of the East in terms of like you haven't had the craziest schedule, um, and you're sort of beating all the bad teams. That's fine, um, but yeah, you're right, Lee. It's like, do you want to get them out there? Do you want to worry with like disrupting minutes and the flow you got going? Just to see if you can try and get some value yeah. back for I don't know. I don't think you do that. No, I don't think so either. I mean, that's the thing. The team's playing well enough without him, but I, I clearly don't think he's a part of their future. So they have to hope that someone will say, hey, I remember Dion Waiters. You know, he's had some good moments throughout his career. <laughs> yep. He's got a pretty easy contract. Let's yeah, give yeah. him a shot. Because, again, I mean, like with Carmelo, you see teams, when they're losing and they're desperate, they're like, maybe this guy can give us something. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Especially uh, a score when you're always, like, just a guy that can, can fill it up in, in, in a hurry. Um my buddy Grish at that game. Hey. Yeah, he was at the uh, the, he, the Nets game. It was a really entertaining game. Yeah, I mean, sure. it, it was. The Nets uh, finishing it off on a 10-0 run. Bam, uh, Bam Adebayo, that guy, every time I watch him, I'm, like, shocked He's how good. good he is. Because he, you see the box score, and you're like, and you see him, and if you're just watching some of the highlights, you're like, okay, that guy's just a beast, and, like, I'm sure he's just throwing down oops and cleaning up the glass and, like, you know, obviously a, a solid box score line type of guy. You know, he's a 14-11 and 11 guy right now. Watch him though. What mm. he? This guy's got skills, man. You can catch the ball at the free throw line and make decisions, make smart passes, shoot a little free throw jumper. I'm, I'm. Every time I watch him more and more, I'm like, this kid's pretty special. Um, and I think the Heat obviously know that, only being in his third year here. Yeah, you wouldn't think he's got a lot of Al Horford in his game because he's a better Al athlete than yeah. Horford is but the way he plays is similar he connects sides of the floor just swinging it back and forth he plays defense on guards like you're saying he plays defense at the rim the hot the heat are able to get a lot of free throws because he and Kelly Olenek and Myers Leonard and Duncan Robinson they just have tall guys who can shoot so there's nobody just standing at the rim which gives lanes to Dragic which gives lanes to Kendrick Nunn Butler it's a perfect fit right now and things are working great don't throw Dion Waiters in the mix. Yeah. Don't do it. You don't yeah. need them. And you are right. This will be interesting to see how the Heat compare to your Raps and to your Celtics, especially on the road. And nice little test here for them early. All right, Miami Heat winner. Who you mm -hmm. got, Lee? I'm going with Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers in general, specifically for a Saturday night's game against the Indiana Pacers, because Ben Simmons, we know, he's a polarizing player, I think. He's a, he's a star player, uh, but he has, does have a severe weakness, and that's his inability to shoot the ball and to even spread the floor. But... 
Defensively, he is a monster. Mm-hmm. He is a monster. He had three, st- well, two and a half steals in the last <laughs> 14 seconds against Indiana. The last steal was more an interception. They yeah. were throwing a Hail Mary pass there. But he basically sealed the win for his team with his defense. Uh, and, 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 I mean, when you're 6'10 and your point guard is out there defending other guards, I mean, that that's great. He's so athletic. He's so strong. Mm-hmm. He rarely gets beaten. So he certainly brings it on that end. The, the offense, at some point, I'm sure... Well, I won't say I'm sure it'll come, but it, you know it should come. But uh, Simmons' defense, I think, does get a little bit underplayed. He's leading the league in total steals right now. Yep, um, and ton of deflections too, and he's just his ranks in the top five, as Greg Popovich would call it, his activity defensively. Like, like I say, a, a point guard rarely gets to his spot or gets past him. He often has to move the ball away from where Simmons is, and that sort of intimidation factor is very hard to gauge. But Simmons has a lot of that, um, and so the Sixers won that game. They won also on Friday night against the you know the Knicks or whatever. But also, uh, what of what's of note with the Sixers is uh, Joel Embiid, since his none for against the Raptors, yep. has has been the MVP type player that a couple of yep. guys thought he was going to be. Thirty and fourteen, getting to the free throw line, forty four free throw attempts, and he's out there just using his size, using his body taking that uh, aggressive approach that was was missing badly against the Raptors but sometimes you need that you know you need, like you had such an awful game he was embarrassed that he was like Hey, I'm a big, strong, heavy dude. I can go out there and throw <laughs> yeah. my weight around. It's a little easier when Marcus Hall's not guarding exactly. you either. Yeah, but, 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 but even you're still, right. Kudos to him. It's it's that mental approach, I think. And um, so you know, the Sixers again, unbeaten at home. Yep. Uh, not pretty to watch by any means, but effective. And that defense does hold up. Even that loss to the Raptors, I thought I mentioned on the show, the defense is good. Even in that, you know, just because you don't win doesn't mean you played played bad defense. But uh, they're going to be tough if if. Um, if, if everyone gets it together on that same page. I think Ben Simmons is on his way to what will be the first of many uh, all-defensive sort of honors. Yeah. I will be, quite frankly, shocked if he doesn't get it this year, and then a million of them. Because he is, he's he's a terror on that end, and he's active, and he's super fast. And, you know, it's a little... It's like LeBron, like when he was young, mm-hmm. you know, and how how much he could disrupt the game on the defensive end. It's almost his best offense is getting, yeah. playing yeah. defense, getting a steal, and then he's running the court, putting pressure on the rim. Other guys are running with him. We saw Tobias Harris got two dunks off those steals, uh, one at half court and one in the lane. So, yeah, for, uh, Simmons, you know, he's not ever going to be, it seems like, a great half court player, but if you're able to turn defense into offense, that's a way to score. If you can dominate at one end. Then, then you're a valuable player. I mean, like, you know, like Dennis Rodman. You know, like not a great offensive player, but his impact yeah. was enormous on the game. So, and Simmons, I think, has got, you know, a higher ceiling there offensively. We just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, his his best offense definitely his defense. Uh, he is he's pretty unstoppable, and the stats are awesome on the defensive end. You said about his deflections there, Skeets. Yeah. Going to the game, he led the NBA in steals, second in steals per game, second mm-hmm. in deflections, second in loose balls oh. recovered, second in loose balls recovered per game. Well, that's a stat for you. Um, <laughs> second and, and loose balls recovered per yeah. game. Nice. Who's first? <laughs> <laughs> Larry uh, Steele? <laughs> he does a lot on the defensive end, but the it is one of the most interesting experiments in the NBA to see if their offense will ever work well with him and, and Joel Embiid. Because, yeah, they're gritting out these, these uh, home wins. Um, but their offense is still pretty mediocre, and the uh, second half of the season, or last three quarters here, are going to be really interesting to see what this team does in the playoffs. Because, uh, yeah, Joel Embiid has these stretches, then he's going to have a stretch where he's, meh, he's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That's, how, yeah. that's how it feels. And he's got to be really, really great on the offensive end because guys like Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson, you can't count on them quite yet. Winner of the weekend for me to the Toronto Raptors. Homer! The Raps <laughs> crushed the Jazz on Sunday Toronto led 
77 to 37 at halftime. The mm-hmm. biggest halftime lead in franchise history, the biggest in the NBA this season, and tied for the eighth largest lead at the half in league history. It was that kind of night. Who was number one? For the Raps, <laughs> I do, do not know. <laughs> uh, but Siakam scored 35. Fred Van Vliet, awesome again. 21 points, 11 assists. Fred Van Vliet, guys? has entered basketball reference MVP top 10 ranker. He's ninth. He's ninth wow. right now. Yeah. Uh, you got Siakam Hubie is seventh. Brown. Yeah. Hubie Brown must be yeah. pumped. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet ninth um, on the basketball reference MVP tracker ahead of Joel Embiid. But he's, look, is he an MVP caliber guy? Probably not, but he's playing great. He is obviously playing great. And the Raps, they just, they just straight up punk the Jazz, and they continue to shut up a lot of the doubters and prove them wrong that, oh, yeah, you lost Kawhi, and even without having Kyle Lowry, and now Serge Ibaka is back. Kyle Lowry should be back soon, but they've continued just to get all these quality wins, 15-4. and four. And I saw ESPN bumped them from 11th last week in their power rankings all the way up to number 7. Ooh. Yeah, and people are still upset, of course. Well, right, I asked you a Canada, couple of weeks and ago so. about Freddie being an all-star. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't think it's going to happen, but <laughs> if he's he continues MVP. to put. I know, I know. <laughs> it has to be. I know. But it will be now that Lowry comes back. Yeah. It will be a little interesting to see how that goes. But Toronto has the league's fifth best offense, second best defense. Bucks are the only other team in the league to be top five, both offensive and defensively. Um, that's, that's pretty impressive what they're doing here. I think Nick Nurse, the early favorite, as we talked about for Coach of the Year. I think that's fair. Um, but I did see some tweets going around. I don't want to – hopefully I'm not stepping on tweet of the night. But Royce Young, he tweeted, Pascal Siakam is a top three MVP candidate right now. If I was voting today, I might pick him number one. He and just the Raptors in general have been flat out awesome. Now, a lot of people are tweeting back to Royce. Like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. A little easy here. What about Giannis? What about Harden? What about LeBron? What about Luka? Royce double downed. Raps are 15-4 and four with a lot of quality wins, injuries to two starters. Siakam is 25-8-4. If you changed his name to Kawhi, he'd be at the top of every list. It's a good point. You agree with it? I agree with that last point. I know. It, there's some, sure. some truth to it. I, some I, truth. Yeah, I wouldn't have him as MVP, but uh, yeah. yeah, top five to seven, I think. <laughs> well, okay, hold on. We're agreeing <laughs> well, on top five to, to the seven. Yeah. yeah, I agree with him that there would be a list. And Siakam would be on it. <laughs> He's and at it the seems table. like you guys are agreeing as well that he wouldn't be at the top. Yeah, that's, this is what Royce is saying. He'd be at the top if his name was Kawhi. So no one Pascal agrees. Siakam. So no one really agrees. Makes you think, though, doesn't it? Makes you think. <laughs> uh, I think 25, 8, and 4 is not enough for an MVP, no, even, if, even if he has been impressive and there have been injuries to the Raptors. But hey, the Raptors are beating bad teams, too. They're 12 0 against teams yep. that are under, are under 500. But that's how you pile up wins in the NBA. Yeah. All three teams at the top of the Eastern Conference haven't lost a game against a team that is under 500, and there are a lot of teams under 500 yeah, in the true, East. True. We might be looking at three teams who are over 50 wins. Raptors also undefeated at home, like the Sixers uh, so far haven't lost. Big week. And uh, yeah, and, Co- and Kyle Lowry's coming back, and Serge is back there, and he's throwing it to uh, Fred VanVleet, who's standing out of bounds. Did you guys see that play? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fred VanVleet, you got to put a jer- you got to put a shooting sle- shirt on. You get you- that's right. Serge sees you in the corner, your money in the corner. He's going to throw you the ball. But that was a funny little moment. All right. Any other winners? I'll squeeze one in here. Yep. TJ McConnell, the little engine that could. He played uh, four seasons with Philadelphia 76ers, now with the Indiana Pacers. He's a backup point guard, uh, but he's a real trust-the-process guy. He, he was around when they were terrible, and uh, he's an undrafted guy, a gritty, gritty player. And so the game of video tribute in Philadelphia, touching moment. Uh, and then I loved Sixers head coach Brett Brown, this quote about TJ McConnell. I'm very proud of him for his journey. 
I have a fondness for that man. Just love that line. I have a fondness for that. You're a winner if somebody is saying that they have a fondness for you. It's a great word. Thank you, Brett Brown, for uh, including that in our basketball lexicon. That's a good one. I'll, uh, I'll show a little love to Luka. Luka Doncic, another winner of the weekend. This must be, what, his third or fourth one mm-hmm. here while we were doing no dunks early in the season. Uh, but Sunday afternoon, the Mavs snapped the Lakers' 10-game winning streak, beat them 114-100 you know, in the Staples Center. Mavs erased a halftime deficit, 28-5 to run in the third quarter. That was led by Luka Doncic. That was Luka's quarter. He had 16 points, 5 assists in the frame, 4 boards. And the Mavs, which was different than that first game, that great game they played against the Lakers earlier in the year where they lost in overtime, um, the Mavs got 43 points from their bench in this one, uh, outclassing the Lakers bench, who just gave them 29. But... Uh, it was it was it's pretty wild to see Luca play LeBron and mm-hmm. just the similarities. I know we've talked about his similarities to Harden as well. Luca's that, that's fair, but you know the passing and that sort of the, it's that even the step back is there's a lot of LeBron in that step mm-hmm. back too. I, I know similar to Harden as well, but that one where he hit it basically sealed the game. Uh, fourth quarter, about six minutes to go, and LeBron's mm-hmm. on him up top, and there's a little buzz in the arena, and he hit a bomb step back three in the King's face, and and that was game and put the Mavs up 21 felt uh you know it was funny and immediately made me think of when we were talking about Iverson like crossing up or whether you wanted to call yeah. it crossing up Jordan <laughs> that reminded me a little bit of, for, for of sure. that play Luca hitting a LeBron like shot a deep bomb step back bomb in in LeBron's face I mean the Lakers have been so good especially at home this season yeah. and Luca just walked in there only had 27 points not like he had to totally dominate the entire game but had control of it that, in the second v- half. Very LeBron-like. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. it's like, oh, LeBron didn't even have a good game. You see that he basically has a 30-point triple-double and dictated the entire game. Yeah. And the way that Luca walks around the court too, he's sort of slow, slow. Then all of a sudden he just explodes inside. He had a nice dunk there. I mean, he's he's incredible, this guy. Yeah. And Call him LeBron James Harden. You're right. He's basically right in between the two of them yeah. with the way he plays. He obviously doesn't have the athletic gifts that... Uh, LeBron has, so he makes up for it with savvy that Harden has. Uh, sign me up for the Mavericks as the eighth seed and the Lakers as the one seed. Uh, this would oh. be an incredible playoff series because you can tell LeBron and Doncic both relish playing against each other. You can tell it's a special matchup for both of them, and both games so far have been fun. Yeah, and uh, Luka closed out November, by the way, averaging 32.4 points, 10.3 rebounds, and 10.4 assists. You might have to wait for the second round, though, for that matchup. By the way, it's going. I mean... Dallas, possible, Dallas is possible. great. Yeah. yeah, Dallas is thirteen and six, and they still haven't got a lot out of Kristaps Porzingis. No, yeah, he, Luca, he might be at that MVP table. Yeah, and they're they're just efficient, and they're and this is not like just transition scoring either. They're money in the half court offense, and because Luca's you know dominating right now, he's got complete control against the set defense. Uh, the Lakers' schedule it's going to get more tougher here, so they got this loss um, against the Mavs. Three game road trip versus Denver, Utah, and Portland. Um, and Portland, I'm just going to give a little quick winner of the weekend, too, as well. They've won three straight games. Now, they beat the Bulls twice. Hell yeah. <laughs> and they beat the Thunder. Um, but it, they needed this little winning streak, obviously, to try and get their record back to closer to 500. But Friday night, Mello with the 23-11 and 11, um, against the Bulls. Loves playing against the Bulls. And Hassan Whiteside <laughs> shut... always be connected. Yeah, Hassan Whiteside shut me up a little bit. Um, having, you know, putting some effort out there. And in that game in particular, 8 points, 15 boards, and he had a franchise record 10 blocks. How did he miss the triple-double then? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. Um, but, you know, we had 
me specifically had called him out earlier in the year, like just watching him and going, what is this guy? He does not care at times. It's still there. Um, but you see, that's why this, that's why it's glaring. You're like, oh yeah, when you're invested and you're really trying, you're, you're a game changer. An impact maker. Yeah, for sure. exactly. Especially defensively. So, so good on him. Way to go, Whiteside. Let's get to, uh, <laughs> didn't know how to segue there. Way to go, bud. Good on you. Uh, let's get to losers of the weekend, but first a word from our sponsors. Maybe Hassan Whiteside has been eaten well. That's a segue into this. Nice. I didn't know how to segue, <laughs> but here it comes. It. Yeah. You know you have to eat to perform at your best. Last Monday, I had a very long day, and I subsisted only on snacks. No meals. Solely snickle snackles. And I just <laughs> wasn't at my top level. DoorDash would have saved the day. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want to eat and your food will be delivered to you. Crazy! Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and enter promo code NODUNKS. That's $5 off your first order when you download DoorDash from the App Store and enter promo code NODUNKS. Don't forget, you probably haven't because it's the third time I'm saying it, that's promo code NODUNKS for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Losers of the weekend, who wants to get us started? Well, I'll, I'll just uh, talk a little bit more about that Saturday night incident for the Atlanta Hawks in Houston. Um, second, <laughs> the, the incident. Well, <laughs> it's an incident it was because... A was there a murder? Yeah, yeah, it was. It's an incident because they gave up 150 points again for the second time in two weeks. Um, <laughs> and they've lost 10 straight. They've got the second worst... De- I mean, it does, you know, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they yeah, suck. They, <laughs> they cannot stop anybody right now. And I don't think Lloyd Pierce is on the hot seat. I think the, the Hawks are going to give him a little bit more time here. But they have to improve... Uh, somewhat defensively. They just concede points so easily. Now, there's some injuries, of course, but every team deals with injuries. So that's just a a part of the league. But uh, it's disappointing because I thought the Hawks were going to be a lot more competitive this season than they have been. And, um, you know, on Friday night against Indiana, overtime loss, great game. Trey Young had 49. He was fantastic again. He's certainly holding up his end of the bargain uh, in terms of what he's bringing to the team. But they they just look so bad defensively. And, and you sort of pointed out with James Harden when they tried to double him at half court. If that counts as a double team, then that's I was <laughs> I was lied to as a kid. That's not how you double team anybody. And you don't do it consecutively as well, where it's like you just have two guys standing with such a gap there. Yeah. James just Harden, waiting. Exactly. And James Harden passed as if it's like uh, the foul just got called and he had to pass to the referee. He just passed it so easily. Another pass to an open guy, I think it was Macklemore, hit a three. And that sort of happened a couple of times. That's not how you double team. If you're going to double team, go up and double team force the ball out of his hand so he has to make some sort of a challenged pass right. where's that diamond press yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. where are those dudes um, but that that to me is, is what I'm sort of looking at for this team it's sure. like you, you can say well we're going to try to get the ball out of his hands that's not doing it like that so so Lloyd Pierce has got some work to do with that young team there um, because as I say Trey Young I mean he, he's been yeah. fantastic you thought they would be a little more scrappy yes I, I agree with a that because yes. you have a lot of young guys I mean if, if they're, maybe they're not going to be the most talented yet because they're still learning the game but they're going to play with a little energy because they're young and a little feistiness and that's it's it's they get down quick and then it's like alright Trey try and save yeah, us that's, but, that's uh, it they're hoping Trey Young goes for and Jabari 49. Parker's actually been alright offensively for them too but Problem with those two guys, they're giving it all back on the other end too. I'm not, and by no means I'm saying this is all Trey Young. You know, he's a defensive hole. He's not great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not great, but nobody's good on that team. 
defensively. Yeah, it's disappointing when you're watching the game and the other team's announcers are like, whoa, a Chandler Parsons sighting. Ooh. Chandler <laughs> yeah. Parsons got some run in that game. Yeah. So I guess winner of the weekend to him for the Hawks getting blown out. He got a little court time. But yeah, it is ugly. The Collins suspension threw them off and they have had, yeah. I think, one win since that. And it was the game when Trey was like 40 and 12. Yeah. So uh, even, no, no herder as well. Yeah, it's I mean, uh, the injuries are piling up. When you don't, uh, when you're not a super talented team, your talented guy's got to be there. You yeah, can't just be one on five. And it's such a bummer because this was a team we were a little excited about coming into the year. Like, oh yeah, this is gonna be challenging for an eight seed. Mm-hmm. Take that little step, and yeah. it's. I mean, it's like I don't know. I know the East stinks, but it's probably not happening. I don't see no, it. It doesn't look bad. No. I mean, yeah, you can never really fall out of it no, in the Eastern Conference no. playoff picture, which is nuts. <laughs> just four and a half up. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they've lost two starters, you know, John yeah. Collins being their second best player for the majority of the year here, and Kevin Herter out over 10 games now. Yeah, yeah they lack. But that, and that, they lack that, that. that to me, though, is still not an excuse for the effort. No, on the defensive the end, no. Yeah, uh, no one expected them to be great. Even when those guys are playing, they're not going to be, you know, super great. But uh, it's even, more just they're not really yeah, tr- yeah. playing defensively as hard as they should be. They're, not, they're just not playing defense. Just stop there. They, they are. They, they stopped playing defense. And they didn't do it last year either. They are right. towards the bottom of the league last year. Uh, so something has to change. And the $60 million coming off the books this season will probably help that. It's hard not to look already to 2020, 2021. There was even some little little nuggets out there like, oh, Trey Young's so good. He's going to want to get out of Atlanta out there this weekend relax first i mean it's only year two we can just chill on that a little bit but also they've set themselves up pretty nicely for the future but yeah it would be nice to see deandre hunter and and cam reddish uh you know those guys those guys getting out there and getting on the floor and uh doing some of that that would be nice well hawks loses the weekend we might as well go to trey here for your loses the weekend sort of goes hand in hand with the hawks yep here's another team that sucks the new york knicks they lost this weekend to the 76ers and the Celtics. Okay. Probably their two biggest rivals in the entire NBA. Lost to both of them. That's six straight losses now for the New York Knicks. After their first 10 games, they were 2-8, and eight and they had a crisis of confidence where Steve Mills had to come out and say how upset he was and how David Fisdale needs to start doing better, and James Dolan was really upset. Their next 10 games, they went 2-8. and eight. <laughs> Where are these guys? But they were more competitive. Were they? <laughs> were they? I don't know. I mean, they've blown a lot of games. That's for sure. Uh, that's when you're a bad team. You blow a lot of games. Yeah. So they are four and sixteen this year after twenty games. Last year they were six and fourteen. If you throw out the two Porzingis games, their two biggest games of the season, mm. they are two and sixteen. Wow. This is a team that was supposed to be better, and they are worse. The only person who supports the New York Knicks now is Boston Celtics big man and this Cantor who can also take an L for this message that he uh, gave to Mike Vorkanoff on Twitter. He said this about James Dolan. We text. We're actually really cool buddies now. We're actually really cool buddies now. I got no problem with them. Some of the people can have a problem with them, but I got no problem with them. I'll say this. It's terrible that they blame on this guy every time. I feel that he had nothing to do with it. You just go out there and play basketball. He can't just push you to go out there and play basketball. I feel like people have put blame on him and people are wrong. I feel like he's a really good dude and we're buddies now. I see those eyebrows raising up. (laughs) That's how he ended it. I see those eyebrows raising up. Yeah, because you're talking crazy, man. It's James Dolan's fault, 100%. But Cantor was a little bit of a Knicks legend or at least a fan favorite. So, you know, him and his really cool buddy James Dolan are just slapping the bass. Maybe he's in the straight shot. I don't know who those guys are. He might be. I saw a Stefan Bondi tweet today. Somebody asked me this morning, what is the Knicks plan this season? 
the only answer I could come up with is there is no plan. The coach is hanging by a thread, the young players are not progressing, and the best player, probably Morris, is leaving after the season. I mean... A classic, you, eh? Throw the plans out the window. You put just it, see you what put, happens. You put it that way, right? Yeah, yeah. You put it that way, it's like, yeah, this is rough all around because the young guys haven't really progressed. Some of their best players are mm-hmm. going to be leaving. Well, Steve Mills is a bit <laughs> And their like, coach might be fired. Steve Mills' situation is a bit like Gar Pax in Chicago. I mean, you're going to have to start somewhere. The owner's not going anywhere, so yeah. get someone else in there. Okay, Knicks and Hawks. That's a couple times now for them, for sure. Uh, loser of the weekend. Tass, who do you have? We'll squeeze in the injury news for John Morant, who was a uh, front runner for Rookie of the Year after Zion Williamson went down with an injury, and now John Morant. He's week to week with the Memphis Grizzlies because uh, last Monday he he went into the front row. His back hit a cameraman, but mm-hmm. he decided to play on Wednesday and Friday night, and now they're sitting him down with uh, back issues. He toughed it out because he's a tough kid, but uh, unfortunately they're they're saying hey. Let's be safe. Yeah. Uh, and so he's week to week. So, he, you know, he's slowly could take himself, uh, you know, down the rankings of the rookie ladder. For sure, he's, he's still number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's going to be a race. And hopefully Zion gets back soon. He's supposed to be back in the next few weeks before Christmas. That'd uh, be awesome. Mm. That'd be uh, nice. Yeah. Um, who's number two then right now, you think, in rookie of the year race? If, if you know, if Jaw does miss games, weeks here, who, who is it? Because it's Hero, Tyler Hero, maybe Pascal is like the next leading scorer. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, Uh, it's it's tough. It's tough to find the number two. I guess. I mean, R.J. Barrett is still scoring points. He's scoring points here. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's tough. Uh, So I don't know, but I I think this is probably a smart move. John Morant plays a very reckless style. The guy is flying into the lane. I mean, it's not shocking that he would go flying into the crowd. He just doesn't really care about his body when he goes into when he drives uh inside so uh maybe taking a week off here or there to rest your back after getting banged up is the smart thing for him since he weighs about 140 pounds probably a good idea i'm gonna give a loser of the weekend unfortunately to the orlando magic's alfaruku aminu who's out indefinitely torn meniscus now Woj says the magic are determining if aminu's injury can be treated without surgery um but he's gonna be out here for likely a while I had really, until I started thinking about it or digging a little bit deeper, I hadn't really realized how poorly Amino had been playing. Um, not that he was a lights-out offensive player when he was with Portland, but he signed with Orlando, basically a $30 million deal mm-hmm. um, as a free agent. He was averaging 4.3 points per game and 4.8 rebounds per game in the 18 games he had played, shooting 29% from the floor, 25% from three, and the Magic's offensive rating, which was already bad, you know, dropped to 94.6 when he was out there. He was not helping him then. He's a defensive <laughs> player. I get that. But I, I was a little shocked by how bad it was. But Orlando, they got a great win on Sunday. That was a nice little scrappy win uh, that they pulled out because um, it didn't look good for a second. But Against the Warriors? Yeah, but mm-hmm. they looked like they were going to lose that. Yeah. They're a bit of a mash unit, though, right now because Vucevic, he's still out with his injury. Um, Aaron Gordon did just return, so that's good, I guess, maybe. Um, but this was a team I had forgotten, too. You know, they, they surprised a lot of people last year, I, I think, a little bit. Took a, looked like they took a little step forward. Um, but they, in, they enjoyed some unbelievable, like, non-injuries. You know, health is what I should say, they, last year. They had barely any injuries to their main guys. Combined 16 games missed from their core, core guys. And now, you know, it's obviously changed from this year uh, already with some of these injuries to their guys. But I also think the more I watch this team, 
and he struggled. I, maybe it's just because he struggled on Sunday, but Aaron Gordon, I, I don't think he's going to be an Orlando Magic player much longer. I think they would be wise, wise to try and get something for him. I think teams are still intrigued enough by him. He's still young enough. His contract, uh, it goes down, actually, so it's not going to kill your books by any means. Uh, you could get something. And I, the more you watch Isaac play and some of the wings they have, you're like, why not? Mm, sure. I, I I think he's going to be traded um, this year. That would be sort of, a, I was tweeting it last night. That's my, my my one, it's not by no means bold because his name's been coming up, but I think he's going to be moved, and I think that's the right move. I think so Just too. Where, I, I, I think it's time for a fresh start for him too because he's had a funny career. He seemed to really make progression, yeah. sort of plateau, and now he's kind of declined as he should be entering his prime yeah. years. Yeah. Um, we've seen it in the past where he's, it looked like he's developing a three-point shot early in the season, and then it, that kind of leaves him. Um, the athleticism is fantastic. He runs a floor. So I think I think teams would look at him and think, yeah, we can we can work with this. Yeah, yeah. he's young enough. The contract's not that bad. No, really. no, it's um, just uh, who <laughs> you know. You're always teams are going to need. Yeah, they're going to like you. Especially think of Western Conference teams like an athletic wing guy that we can maybe put at times on a you know one of the star players get some Blazers, minutes. Blazers, the Blazers. Yeah, Blazers comes top that. of mind for sure. Um, I think it happens, but we'll see. A lot of this won't really. A lot of guys can't be traded until December fifteenth. Getting close to that. That's right. Two weeks out, and then uh, those people that signed could be moved. So we will see. All right, that's our winners and losers. Let's hear from you guys, though. Tweet at us, at NoDunksInc, hashtag NoDinks, NoDunks, and let us know. <laughs> Been a while since I said NoDinks. Um, and let us know who you have for winners and losers. But let's get to some top five fun. Top five, top five, top five. Top five, top five, top five. My top five is inspired by something that happened on last week's Beach Steppin' podcast. Now, a number of you out there, listeners, you emailed in, you tweeted in to let us know about a peculiar sound that occurred near the end of that Beach Steppin' podcast. I had JD grab the clip, so let's have a listen. That's why they pay me the big bucks, Ah, eventually. (laughs) That's exactly right. Guys, thank you so much. Okay. Now, J.D., I don't know if you have the capabilities over there. Maybe we could enhance that sound. We could really focus in on it, and let's isolate it. All right, here it comes. (laughs) One more time. All right, this is once again, but I took out the little chuckle. (laughs) Wow. One more. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. That sounds like a fart. Sounds like a fart. (laughs) Or was it? (laughs) Guys, it's time to count down my top five mystery fart suspects. (laughs) Suspect number five, Trey Kirby. Wow. Now, here's why. Here's why. Ooh, interesting. JD can't speak to this, but I know Tass and Lee can. You had an extremely gassy week going in the short Thanksgiving week. Am yeah, I wrong? I that's why I'm shocked to be coming in at number five, yeah. honestly. You, uh, you've been exploring a vegan-based diet, having some effect, I believe, on your body functions. And Eating a lot of legumes. So maybe, maybe uh, you just snuck one in there. But uh, no one, you know... No one really reacted to you. You love to claim a fart, so that's and you why know you're that's not five. my style. I know, I know. I'm I know. not a whistler. Uh, I'm a boomer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> Suspect number four, squeaky chair. 
Not a human. Ooh. Yeah, now, this is nothing new in the No Dunks office. There have been a couple times, um, either recording or, you know, pre-recording or after the show, where someone moves around in a chair we got here, and there's there's a sound, and a couple eyes glance up and go, hey, was that, <laughs> was that you? And the, everyone's like, no, it wasn't me. It was a chair. Oh, okay. So it's possible that someone just moved, and uh, that was that <laughs> weird little sound. Suspect number three. JD. Mm. Now, 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 not JD farting, because JD doesn't fart. That's true. He rarely farts around <laughs> us. That's true. But maybe JD as a little sort of a goodbye to Canada, <laughs> inserting a sound effect, a little, uh, a little Easter egg, um, just you know, slipping in there right at the end of Beach Stepping because it was near the end. I don't know. I think maybe you know you had the abilities, obviously, editing the show after to yep. just. Throwing a little fart sound right there. Can we hear that again, JD? Do you mind? Egg. Let's hear that egg. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. All wow. Right. Okay. <laughs> Suspect number two, Lee Ellis. Now, why Lee Ellis? Mm. Pretty obvious. It's why a, not? <laughs> why not? And it's a man that doesn't, you know, doesn't believe in trapped win. That's right. You, you know, you've experienced the trapped win before at a Raptors game for crying out loud. Put that's you in right. the hospital. Yes. Um, so now he lives by the code of let it fly. Well, that's doctor's orders. Yes, uh, doctor's yeah. orders. That's right. So, again, wouldn't have been shocked if you're, uh, you know, you're, you have sometimes poor mic skills, I find, too. So maybe <laughs> suddenly your butt was closer to the mic. Uh, no, no. Once it gets to that stage of the show, I'm leaning back as well in the chair. So I'm nowhere near the mic. Actually. Yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah, Defending his position. Well, no, 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 Wait, so, know, so if you're leaning your head back, that would push your lower back. Yes, oh. yes, yes. That's why you're number two. Here, see my exhibit to the jury. <laughs> you've, also, you've also employed the new uh, soaking in the sun to your bunghole mm. meme that people are doing. <laughs> so, you know, maybe you maybe looked outside. It's a sunny day in Atlanta. Mm. I'll just get some vitamin D quick. <laughs> but, I haven't tried that one yet. Um, <laughs> next pick a bed. But, but... Uh, my suspect number one in the mystery fart. The neighbors. No. Oh. It's you, Tass oh, Mellis. Man. It is you. But mm-hmm. not Tass's butt. Okay. The butt, not Tass's butt. <laughs> it's Tass's voice. Now, let's hear it. Let's hear it again. <laughs> let's hear the long version again. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Ah, eventually. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. Guys. Thank you so much. Now, Tess has a very deep, that baritone voice. Mm. Sometimes has the sort of that froggy sort of voice, too. And I believe what that sound was was not a fart, not a chair, not a sound effect that JD dropped in. But it's Tess sort of doing like a, a semi-laugh to JD joking about mm. getting paid. That I don't know if you can at all try and replicate it, Tess, but it's like that. It's like sort of like a little... Like that type of thing. <laughs> that was me. I thought, I thought it was Tass as well. I thought it exactly what you're saying. Yeah. But it's a, like an inhale. You know what I mean? Like a, a chuckle. Ha, 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 ha. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> Lee does that too a lot. Huh. He, he does a, a laugh and then. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I think. I've got Tass at the top of uh our mystery fart <laughs> suspect. I know you uh, left yourself off. I that did indeed. Is. I did indeed. I'm an honest farter. Wow, that's a classic deflection move, isn't it? Really. <laughs> I almost you know. put myself in here, and I did, as Taz was alluded to, nearly put the decal girls in the office Ooh. next door. Wow. Uh, the walls are thin. 
Uh, See, that would uh, change the relationship somewhat, wouldn't it? <laughs> wouldn't if, it? Uh, we had a noise complaint that they were flatulating <laughs> we, whilst well, we were Well, I'll tell recording. you what. If we get a noise complaint, I'm definitely countering with, well, we heard you farting on our podcast the other <laughs> We have the clip. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear from you guys. Who do you think? What do you think it was? Break it down for us. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the night is uh, my duty tonight, and I hate to talk more about the schedule, but this tweet. Schedule change. Bills at Steelers has been flexed to Sunday night football in week 15. Yes. Now, I bring that up because, <laughs> wow, the Bills are doing some things. Yeah. But more importantly, the Bills are 9-3. and three. What? That's out of nowhere. They can win the division, I heard. If o- they, if over they win, Tommy B? Yeah, if they win outright and the Pats lose to the Chiefs, hey, it's possible. What are the right? What's the record? Okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, I bring it up just because the NFL is scheduling games when they want. They're flexing those games, mm-hmm. taking a game from the day, putting it into the evening. That's what the NBA has got to do more of. Okay, they have to. I know the NFL's set up a lot better for that, and it's one game. But we're seeing a lot of those Golden State Warriors games at the ten thirty slot with no other game to watch. I know Lee else is going to bed. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm not watching a 10:30 Golden State Warriors game. Right. Flex it. Flex that muscle. Put in a game that people want to watch. There's obviously complications with that. Hey, arenas have to do things to change to change. <laughs> right. The well, but that is where the NFL. I mean, it's only so many days from the week that they have to worry about. It is a little easier. Oh, I guess. So yeah. Billion. Yeah. Billion percent easier, and it's the same night, and it, yeah. it's. Um, it's so sure it works out a heck of a lot better, but we talk all about uh, the the game not mattering more. Ratings are lower right now. Michael Lee, a great article on the Athletic about that. I think we can improve it. Let's fix her up a little bit. So let's start flexing it. I think that's uh, it's just important. It's just important to to help out. Obviously, the injuries in the Eastern Conference are really hurting the the Eastern Conference time zone games. And Kevin Durant, if he was out there, things would be a change in. Uh, but let's start flexing. I think the league can do that. Is that NFL game for next week, or that's two weeks ahead, right? Is that like th- probably two weeks? Yeah, ahead. I think it is because I think we just had week thirteen in the NFL, and you said week fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that makes sense. But you're right. I mean, you know what? You got a good Bills team, nine and three. Steelers are they must no, be no, seven and five. No, seven no. and five. There's Thank no way you. to find out. Yeah, there is no way to find out. <laughs> what are the? You're looking at this. What's the? Uh, I got and, and by the way, the Pats We're, are ten and two, so the Bills oh, are yeah. nine and three. So it is. It's in play. I don't know what the tiebreaker scenario is. Pats dropped to the SWAT team last night. Oh, I saw that. I think I got that right. Uh, the yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore, the, yeah. was it Baltimore Ravens? Wait, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure about that part, oh. but I saw I saw this team walking in as if they were the SWAT team because they're going to go and get Brady. Oh, sorry, it was the Texans. Ah, the Texans. Yeah, the Texans. Yeah. In London, the game's in London, right? Oh, I don't know. No, that one wasn't. Oh, no? No, no, no. <laughs> I, thought I thought it was last I night. Thought I thought it was last night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. crazy. NRG yeah. Stadium. Yeah, that's in uh, Houston. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, Watson Houston. just carving them up out there. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I watched the most football I had all season long at uh, Tassus Thanksgiving. 
Oh yeah, on Thursday, and we went, we had the uh, was it just the Lions game on Bears Lions? Yeah, watched uh, like the last two oh five, Bears just dropping interceptions left and right. Talking yeah. about a disappointing team. Oh boy, oh Bearta, what a winter for Chicago. The Bears and the Bulls, so much hype, and now they're both terrible. But it was great to get a win on Thanksgiving, so I could wear my shirt all weekend. You did, yeah. Yeah, I had to wear my Bears shirt. Excellent. <laughs> had to, had to do it. All right, so Tess wants a little flex. Fix the flex. To. Start flexing in the NBA. I like that idea. All right. Pick them results. This segment brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the easiest way to save money to your friends or your enemies. Like paying up when you lose a bet that Michigan would be able to hang with the Ohio State. In your face, Trey Kirby. Go blue. More like go poo. But Cash App does way more than that. <laughs> cash app, back, baby. Cash App also comes with a cash card, a free debit card that comes with boosts, which are like instant rewards for shopping at the places you already love. You can get discounts off your entire purchases at places like DoorDash, Whole Foods, Target, so, so, so many more. We are also excited to be working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, that's one word, not only will you receive 10 bucks, but Cash App will also donate $10 to the ACLU, an organization near and dear to our hearts. So don't forget the promo code NODUNKS when you download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today. All right, here's where we stand with the pick'em results. Wednesday night was the last game we were picking in the month of November. Um, it doesn't really matter what happened because Tass had already lost. So our November tally, I finished 12-7. and seven. Trey and Lee, 10-9. and nine. Tass with the rough month, 7-12. and 12. Tass has paid off November's loss. It is up on our social media channels, at No Dunks Inc. on Twitter and Instagram. A lot of fun this one. Think you'll enjoy it. I'm sure you'll be making fun of all of us now that I think about it. Oh, yeah. You will be. That's fine. We're, make, we're, we're having fun with these pick and payoffs this year. Just keeping them loose, keeping them quick. <laughs> um, so go check that out. Tass has paid it off. I paid it off, and, and just to tease, I couldn't put on my wedding ring today. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Is it? It's uh, it's fat. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, 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 you got yeah, a beefer. Yeah, a little bit. It is a, it's a nice Franks. It's Wait, a, did it's you, a hot dog. Did you take off your wedding ring to do the? No. So, it just banged. My finger just banged on the rim. Right, but how did you did you take your? Uh, do you always take your wedding ring off to sleep or stuff like that or no? Yeah, I do. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know why. I just yeah. <laughs> no, that's a. I'm never, I guess people do that. Do you guys do it? Uh, no, I keep mine on, but uh, yeah. you know, that's, my fingers are different. <laughs> this guy likes his fingers to breathe at night. Yeah, I like to have one just clamped down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so go check that out. Task paying off uh, November's pick and loss, but starting it all over again, gentlemen. Everybody back to zero and zero. Gonna be somewhat of a shorter month, December, because we'll have the Christmas holidays, but you know, obviously we got three weeks or so. So what's our game tonight? The Utah Jazz coming off that embarrassing loss against the Toronto Raptors, continue their five-game road trip. This ends their road trip in Philadelphia. Who is unbeaten at home, as we've mentioned. They're five and a half point favorites. Over the Utah Jazz. Wow. Philly favored by five and a half at home to the Jazz. Yeah, like you said, fifth game of the road trip. Man, that's a that's bounce back game. That's a tough one. You just got embarrassed on uh, Sunday night in Toronto. Both both teams on a back to back. I'll take no Philly didn't play. They're both on three and four nights though. Uh, I'll take Philly. Okay, to win by six or more, says Lee. 
Yeah, I think I'm going Philly as well. Tony Jones, athletic writer who covers the Jazz, said the Jazz have been very tired, and you can see it against the Hawks. Uh, this is uh, unfortunately the best game of the night, and this one is going to be ugly. Yeah, I think it's going to cool. be ugly, which is why it's going to be close. So give me, um, give me the Jazz on the road. Yeah, I'll take the Jazz, too. They had a two-point game when they played in Utah about a month ago. Give me some Joel Embiid and Rudy banging. Good luck to everyone. Yeah, it's not the sexiest schedule tonight. You're right, Trey. Uh, you got that Jazz Sixers game. And then Suns, Hornets, Warriors, Hawks, Pacers, Grizzlies, Knicks, Bucks. We need some flexing. Bulls, Kings. Flex, wow, flex Haw- days. Hawks loses a 10 in a row, going a 5.5-point favorite at home tonight against wow. the Warriors. Wow, 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 wow. It's um, the o- Omari Spellman revenge game. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bucks trying to extend their winning streak, though, to 12. They've won 11 straight. Could have gave them, a, of course, a winner of the weekend. So we'll probably be talking about them tomorrow. Guys, thanks for joining us today. JD, it's so great to have you back, man. So great to be here. Oh, I love it. Guys, don't forget to check out the other shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. You got Count the Dings, Back to Back, Tampering, all. Oh, the classics plus there's over a dozen team specific shows featuring a number of very talented athletic reporters so check that out check those out you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome no stupid quote today just a song the boys are back in town the boys are back in town embrace the day people you could stay